people find it helpful to reflect on the 11 benefits of loving-kindness or metta that we've written down on the sheets before you actually start um, doing the phrases and sending yourself loving-kindness. And it's not something that one would think a lot about. It's just to um, reflect upon them a bit or reflecting on why you want to do the metta practice. This is just setting the tone for starting to touch that warmth and tenderness that's already in your heart. If you don't find it helpful to do either of those reflections or both of them, that's fine. And then when you feel ready, visualizing yourself as a young child or as you are now, it's finding some way to connect with your own heart, finding a relationship to yourself. Some people just get a feeling of themselves as they are right now in the present moment. Other people look at themselves as if if from a distance. You might visualize yourself happy or remember a time in your life that you have been happy. And then starting to repeat the phrases that have the most meaning for you. You might start with the traditional phrases Sometimes you might find that you need to speed up the phrases a bit or slow down the phrases. Sometimes it's helpful to really slow down the phrases. Bring as much understanding as you can to the meaning of the phrases. It's the feeling just as a mother cow would be giving birth to a newborn calf. It's that feeling of well-wishing, care, blessing, warmth. It's learning to feel that for yourself, learning to bless yourself to hold your own heart.
May I be safe and protected from inner and outer harm. May I be happy and peaceful of heart. May I be strong and healthy of body. May I take care of myself happily while living on this earth. If you find that you aren't connecting to the traditional phrases, it's fine to (coughs) find other phrases that have more meaning for you. May I be happy just as I am. May I be peaceful with whatever is happening. May I love myself completely.
when you notice that your attention is wandering, bring back the image as clearly as you can of yourself or the feeling of yourself and bring as much understanding as you can to the meaning of the phrases. Some of you may want to continue doing yourself if you feel ready, beginning to extend this feeling to what we call benefactor. This is someone who it's very easy for you to feel this feeling for. You don't have to work so hard at this feeling for this person. 
someone you respect or admire or someone who has shown you some kindness or care. Someone who is alive You don't necessarily have to know this person very well. Sometimes it's helpful to think of this person's positive qualities. Maybe they're very generous or very kind. Maybe they have a lot of wisdom. Maybe they're very forgiving. Maybe they have a lot of metta. Whatever the quality or qualities are, it's helpful just to think of these qualities to start to feel this feeling for this person. And then you might get the feeling of the person, or maybe you can visualize the person. If you can't think of a benefactor, a dear friend may be just as helpful. Someone who you can feel this feeling easily for. be safe and protected from inner and outer danger. May you be happy and peaceful of mind. May you be strong and healthy of body. May you take care of yourself happily while living on this earth.
continuing to repeat the phrases that have the most meaning for you. For the last few minutes of the sitting, if you want to, seeing if you can extend this feeling to the person in this room sitting to your right. And then seeing if you can wish the person well sitting to your left. And just one more time, seeing if you can extend this feeling to all the human beings sitting in this hall.
May we be safe and protected from inner and outer harm. May we be happy and peaceful. May we be strong and healthy. May we take care of ourselves happily while living in this world. Do you have any questions about the sitting, the metta in the sitting, and then we'll introduce the walking? The question is about sleepiness. Um, she, she asked, what's the way to battle sleepiness? Uh, <laughs> The first few days of a retreat, um, the hindrances tend to be quite strong. Sleepiness and restlessness are are all imbalances of energy, basically. So uh, what I would first try to do would be to get the image clearer. You know, if you notice sleepiness, to get the image clearer, to maybe say the words faster or the words slower. You might open your eyes. Uh, Usually if you open your eyes after you've tried um, bringing the image clearer, playing with the speed of the phrases often really helps. So it could be that slowing them down brought more energy. It could be that speeding them up brings more energy. But with sleepiness, you're trying to bring more energy into the system. Um, The first few days, you know, today you'll find that at times the sleepiness will come in and then the other side of sleepiness is restlessness, which is uh, too much energy and not enough concentration. Um, I think if there's anything else with the metta. If you're doing a benefactor and you don't feel the energy so much, or if you're doing yourself and you don't feel the energy so much, I would shift to a different person, you know, if, that, if the sleepiness is strong as well. If it gets to the point where you notice you're nodding, <coughs> open your eyes, open your eyes for a while. Go ahead. Where's our attention with the breath? We're focusing on the on the meta uh-huh. and the phrases 
and the visualization. Right. What about the breath? That's kind of three things. You don't have to pay attention to the breath. Uh, some people find it helpful to breathe in and out of the heart center the first few minutes to just kind of uh, loosen any tightness there. Or sometimes in the middle of a sitting you might find you get tight and it's helpful to take a few deeper breaths. But it's not necessary to coordinate anything in the metta practice with the breath. Basically, I would... It would be... (laughs) There's so many things as it is. You'll find that you kind of get pieces of this practice. You'll get... You'll get the phrase, <laughs> but nothing else. Or you might actually bring some understanding to the phrase, but you won't get the image. Uh, and just keep going with it. You know, it's just going to feel like you've got these puzzle pieces going. And when they all come together, usually the feeling will start to come. Uh, and sometimes you'll get the feeling and not the, the image. Or, you know, it's just... Uh, it, it, this is a concentration practice, so bringing them all together is the concentration. And you'll find that when actually it gets dry when we don't understand what we're saying. You know, so you could say, you know, the sky is blue instead of may you be happy when there's no understanding. Uh, but if you actually say may you be safe and protected and you really understand it, what you're saying, what you're wishing for the person. Uh, When you feel that connected with yourself or another person, usually the feeling will start to come. And this, 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 it takes time. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Really, every day, probably, but for a brief period. Mm-hmm. And um, while I'm not feeling it dry, I guess I wouldn't say it doesn't feel dry because I feel connected to myself and to the other Was it you're wanting, you're comparing well, it to? I find that, I guess I'm, I'm finding that it feels mental mm-hmm. after a while. Mm-hmm. Where that's one of the reasons that I came to the possible mm-hmm. was in a sense to right. not feel right. mental. Uh-huh. If it feels like it's getting too wordy, drop, drop into your body and just see if you can feel. Um, m- Metta can be a thought. So it's, it's kind of tricky when we teach it because we, we, we won't always say, you know, the feeling. Because when you say, may you be happy, if, the, if it's just a thought, that's, that's, that's something. Uh, so uh, try not to negate the mental part of it because there's a power in that thought. Um, when the thought and the feeling come together, it will feel much more powerful. So there'll be times when, like I said, when there's not enough concentration, it will feel very dry. It could be just like you're saying, may you be, you know, stupid. Or, you know, it's just, you know, you'll find, you'll find that you'll be saying all kinds of things to the person. <laughs> you know, it's a, a long day. And, <laughs> you know, there were times when I'd, 
see doing walking with a person that you know, I spent a month the first time I did metta I did it for five weeks and I spent a month just with a benefactor and I'd wake up you know really early in the morning and I just wouldn't even want a stomach you know visualizing her you know and I'd, I'd sometimes I'd go I hate you I hate metta I hate you know I mean it was just you know, it's not like you're not going to get frustrated with this practice or, or you'll get bored you know it's it's just like Vipassana, you'll go through all the ups and downs. Um, and the other side of boredom is joy. Uh, and it's, it's, in our culture, boredom is, it must, it's almost like it's the worst, you know, anything but boredom, because we're, we're very used to stimulating ourselves. And it, it'll, 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 it'll be okay to get bored. Yeah. <laughs> uh, What would you be over-exaggerating? The concentration. Uh, you don't have to worry about that in metta. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the times I would recommend going to Vipassana is if the boredom gets too much. Um, it's, it's when it gets difficult and you've... We'll describe ways to work with when things get difficult, but what, what happens is, say you're with a benefactor and it starts getting too difficult, then go back to yourself. If you're with yourself and it starts getting too difficult, go to the benefactor. Uh, it's, it's, it's playing with this practice so that you're moving to what's easy. If a difficult emotion is coming up or if you're, you know, you've just hit the wall, I call it hitting the wall, but we can hit the wall in certain ways in metta. Just, just be for a while. That might be partly what's going on for, for you with the, the phrases, is that we're not, this is a totally different practice in Vipassana. And if you're, like I said last night, if you're an old student with Vipassana, this is like starting again. It's starting a new practice, and that's wonderful. Um, but it, it'll also mean that it's difficult at times. So. Make, make use of your Vipassana practice. When it gets difficult, just, just be for a while. And for those of you who are new and don't know the Vipassana practice, check the, ske- the uh, bulletin board at lunchtime because we'll see people that are new uh, in a group or groups and teach you the Vipassana practice. In some ways, um, I would tend to stay away from a spouse or anyone who... You, uh, often a spouse will bring up a lot of stuff. You know, um, This is supposed to be someone who doesn't bring up a lot of stuff. So some people with a child, if the child doesn't bring up a lot of stuff, it might work. Uh, but it's really meant to be um, someone unusual in your life that it's easy to feel the feeling for that there's that aspect of respect 
and an admiration or that they've shown you kindness. Uh, and I would tend to move toward a, a dear friend rather than a spouse or family member. Unless the child is really special and, you know, it's not a lot of stuff. Believe me, um, you spend a lot of time with these people. And if there's a lot of stuff, <laughs> it's really hard. And it's not that we won't do these people. You know, we, you're supposed to start with what's easy and then we move to people who are, you know, that tend to have more stuff. Uh, it's a great teaching this practice. It's a mirror for how we feel about people. And it's surprising, actually. I picked a, a dear friend um, after the benefactor, and I had no idea there was so much um, stuff in there. And it, you know, again, it, it's a long day. And every little nitpicking thing that had happened in my life with this person came up. So in the benefactor category, you don't really want every little nitpicking thing coming up. It's supposed to be fairly easy. Mm-hmm. Is it fair to change the benefactor one time, have it be some person and then... It's, it's helpful to stay with one person if they're working. You know, I would change after a while if there's no connection and a lot of stuff is coming up. The walking? Just a little bit more about the benefactor. Um, in the beginning, to a certain extent, it's okay to um, to uh, addition benefactors to see how they feel, you know. <laughs> But as soon as you can, try to focus down on one and, and stay with it to, to, um, to let it cook, so to speak. If you can't find a, gen- a benefactor, as was asked last night, either go to a dear friend or, as Michelle was just saying, because uh, we have some, with people that we're intimate with, other kinds of other stuff comes up about that. It, it can be helpful to have like a pantheon of dear friends for the benefactor category. That is, if you can think of two or three or four dear friends, each of whom have a quality that you admire. One of them listens well. One of them is very generous. One of them is, is wise. One of them is compassionate. And you kind of focus on that quality. And you spend just enough time with each one to, to appreciate that, to feel the metta coming up for that quality of that dear friend. And then you could go to the other one. This is if you can't settle in on a, a true elder, a true benefactor in that category. Uh, because then when we go on to a dear friend, it's, again, it's helpful to just stick with one for a certain length of time until the barrier is broken, that is, between when it's as strong for the dear friend as it was for the benefactor, then you could go on to another dear friend. Similarly with the benefactor, when it's quite strong, when it's matured, when it's overflowing the the metta quality with that benefactor, you can move, say, to a a spiritual benefactor. If you've been with a worldly or a worldly, if you've been to a spiritual or just another benefactor. So with the walking, 
essentially the, the, the form of the walking is the same as we do in Vipassana. That is, you, we, we go to a certain spot and just walk to and fro across the walking room or if it's outside, you just go to that spot that's 30 to 50 paces, whatever, point A to point B and turn around and walk from point B back to point A. The walking speed in the um, in concentration practice, in metta practice, uh, is, can be quite different than in the Vipassana, whereas Vipassana tends toward very slow. In fact, we teach the three speeds of walking in the Vipassana. You can just walk at whatever pace keeps the, the tempo, the phrases, the focus on the metta object um, most clear, most con- constant. So you often may tend toward walking real slow as you do in the Vipassana. You actually might want to pick it up because, because this is a concentration practice, the energy factor is important to cultivate. So we, we, that one-pointedness is really going really gonna to make your mind very focused, very concentrated over the next few days. Cultivating energy is really important to balance that. It will affect the uh, tendency towards sleepiness and balance with concentration. It helps uh, align the mind uh, toward balance instead of either too concentrated or too energetic. So in the beginning, you may want to actually walk kind of brisk. Usually, the walking meditation is normal to brisk. And after some time, you may feel like slowing down a bit. Or you may at times want to go very slow. That's okay. So try to assess what, what is the skillful means for you in, in each walking. It's, it's an enjoyable practice because you don't have to slow down if you don't want to. <laughs> or you can pick it up if you want to. Um, watch, just as in the Vipassana, watch the tendency to, to, to get lost in the senses. It's an inward practice. So if you're noticing the beauty and you notice things around you, bring it in, transform it, always come back. Hold on to that that, metta object all the time. When you sit, when you get up, when you walk to to the walking place, you're continually trying to hold your metta object. So there's really essentially no difference between sitting, walking, eating, anything in between. But it's powerful to just plug into the form. So when we sit, we sit, we sit pretty still and try to continue with the phrases and focusing on the object. The same when you go to your walking, just to plug in to that walking period, that walking hour or 45 minutes, and just do it. If at times you, you feel you need to look around, just stop for a bit. Try to hold on to your metta object and look around, you know, or send metta out. But essentially, come back inward. Bring it in. Let the beauty, let what you notice transform inside your heart, back into your, the constancy of your phrases, of your metta object. Any questions about that? About the, hmm. I missed last night and this morning. Hmm. Um, do you always say the phrases, or if you 
through that you get in touch with this meta object. Hmm. Can you just be with that? Yes, you can. The question's about, do you always have to use the phrases? The phrases are, are helpful, can be helpful in a number of ways. They're helpful in, in beginning to lift that initial warmth, that spark of metta. They're helpful in connecting and sustaining your, your one-pointed attention on the metta object. Um, but once that happens, once that warmth arises, once you feel quite focused on your metta object and the feelings there, the phrases may be superfluous, they may seem in the way, they may seem loud in the mind. You can, you can drop them all together or you can use them just infrequently as a way of helping stay, stay tuned, stay attuned to your metta object. So what's really important is not the phrases, it's the metta object and the warmth that starts to come up toward it. No. no. Unlike the Vipassana, you can just you drop all of that. Yeah, you, you just, stay, just stay in touch with the metta object. So in this case now, it's either oneself or the benefactor. That's it. Uh, sometimes it's helpful, some people find it helpful, for, uh, like if you're standing at A, to imagine your, your metta object standing at B, and you're just walking toward her or him. You see? Uh, or that sense of carrying it with you either as a constant image or that felt sense that when you call it to mind, when you call it to heart, so it's, you're moving with it or you see it down there. Whatever is helpful to hold on to that, that metta object. best for it to be a human being now. Later we move into areas of celestial beings and uh, beings on other planes. Uh, in the beginning it's helpful for it to be uh, a human being alive now. Because that keeps coming up for me. Right. Try to, try to postpone it because it, there is a category where that can happen. Yeah, it's, it's, it's also... If, if it comes up, send metta. You don't have to yank yourself away, but send metta and then shift back. Okay. Have fun. Enjoy. <laughs> Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.